Hello and welcome to another episode of Young Black Misses. I'm Morgan F., your host, and I am bringing you a personal episode a little deeper than usual, the lighthearted lovey-dovey that we're always talking about because we're talking about the D word. We're talking about the D. And you'll see a little bit more about that in the main event. I am so excited to be on several um, podcast distributions and that I'm being able to be heard and that people are starting to really listen to the podcast, which is so awesome. So I thank you so much. Remember, you can always subscribe. This will be, I won't say the last episode, but I'm going to go on like a week or two hiatus just to let everybody catch up and listen to all the podcasts because people have been telling me on the gram and like texting me and saying, well, I listened to a couple. I need to, I need to catch up. So I'm going to give you a minute, catch up and report back in March, <laughs> which is the best month ever because it's my birthday month. So we'll, we'll probably just take a week. I'll probably just take a week off and I'll come right back at it like I never left it. Just want to give you a heads up. But let's get into the next segment. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. So this week's Shaking My Curls, you know, I was going to talk about the weather and how this Midwest weather is really ticking me off. Because this has been the worst amount of snow I've seen in a long time. And it's probably a great time to be a child because you get all these blessed snow days. Or even a great time to be a teacher because you keep getting all these blessed snow days. But something else ticked me off even more than that. And so I'm shaking my curls at that. Well, actually, I'm shaking my hair at that because my, my curls are straightened right now. We we I did a little press out, you know, keeping it try to switch it up on them you know what I'm saying but uh <laughs> I crack myself up for real so I'm shaking my curls at people that say oh, that, that people that that don't understand the seriousness and importance of mental health some people will say oh this weather is so bipolar like that is truly offensive and I, I dislike it so strongly that people say that. I literally roll my eyes. I think I was in a meeting and someone misused that word. Like, are they bipolar? I'm like, seriously, dude? Did you just fix your mouth to say that? You know, I worked at a mental health nonprofit. And the statistic, when I'm sure it's changed since then, is one in four or one in five people are, are touched with mental illness. And that's... So basically somebody, somebody, I have a family of four. So one of us has mental health, you know what I mean? And so it's just so crazy that people are so insensitive about mental health that they think it's a joke. And that's why there's such a stigma around it. And I'm passionate about it because I have a personal story about it. But oh, more than that, you know, even, even before all of that, just saying that phrase Oh, this weather's bipolar. Are you bipolar? Like, that's not funny. Like, we need we need to stop with those jokes like that. Oh, or she crazy. Like, that is not funny. It's not funny, cute, or clever, as my mother would say. 
It's hurtful. Because there are people that are struggling with their diagnosis, uncomfortable, want to take their life because they, they feel like they're not normal when that's not the case. It's just an imbalance in their brain that they, they function a little differently, but they are lovely. We are lovely. And it hurt my heart, and it hurt my heart in that meeting when a manager said that. I was just like, are you serious? So I'm shaking my hair at that, and I'll be back to shaking my curls soon. Um, so let's just let's just be more sensitive to people that, and, and you maybe you don't know, and maybe you don't know what people are going through. And I think sometimes we can be too sensitive where it's like, okay, we're just being too PC. And I get that at a point. But I also think that there's a piece of, you can have compassion. You could be thoughtful to other people around you. And maybe that joke wasn't funny, you know? Okay, on to the next segment. What you chewing? This What You Chewing segment has been reached with some love and some laughter. It's my favorite segment. You don't have to let me know if it's your favorite segment. Feel free to always look on my Instagram at Young Black Mrs. Podcast to see the pictures. Honestly, I started eating already because I'm hungry. Let me tell you about what I'm chewing today. You ever have like a food that just reminds you of childhood? Yeah, I know you do. Get the food in your mind. Well, for me, it was salmon croquettes. Well, among other things, my dad would make the salmon croquette because my mom's allergic. My dad would make the salmon croquette and he would put the little mixed veggies, you know, with the peas and the carrots and the green beans and then like a little rice dish. So yesterday I was not feeling well and well, yesterday from when I'm recording this, I was not feeling well and I just, I think I was dehydrated and I just wasn't feeling well. So I went and kind of just sat down, sent my husband the recipe for these croquettes and he made them. And as soon as he started making them, the smell reminded me of when my father was cooking and, and it just, it just felt like love. It just felt like love. So let's get into the tasting, which is my favorite part. Now, this recipe isn't quite like how my dad would do it because he didn't put onions in it, but it worked. So, I mean, it works. It definitely works. Mm. I gotta be careful not to moan when I do this, but I, I just, I'm hungry when I'm recording these bad boys. So, salmon, love it or hate it. It is fried. It is obviously not vegan. It is salmon, but if I'm eating some meat, it's usually fish or I might do chicken or like, you know, so nothing too hardcore. But I can taste the onion. The salmon is fresh. It was breaded with some a graham cracker. Um, graham cracker. Bread it with some uh, breading with some bread crumbs, and um, made with love and cooked in vegetable oil. So I'm happy. On to the next segment. 
this week's main event is a little bit heavier. So just buckle in and hopefully there's no triggers. But I want to talk about what can happen when the worst happens in your marriage. And by the worst, I mean the D word. Death or incapacity or like vegetable state. I was kind of had this conversation, or I had this conversation with my husband because of the popular topic about the TV restaurateur B. Smith and how she has, I think she has dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. And she's, you know, she's not able to function as well. And her husband has another girlfriend. And though the husband is supposedly taking care of her, he still has this girlfriend that is living with her. And I know some people are upset because she was of a different race. That is not even a part of the topic. But what it made me think is, what would I do if something happened to my husband? So I did a little research and I found out that, you know, most widows are women. And the average age of the widow is 55 years, 55 years old. From statistic.com, 3.41 million men are widows as of 2018. 11.69 million females are widows. So 3.41 million men, 11.69 million women are widows. And I wonder why more men are dying but they always say women live longer so it just might be that that thing that that women are just living longer and it really me and my husband got into a conversation as i had mentioned before in a previous podcast we do have life insurance and so you know that'll be helpful but just thinking about what happened if he was in a vegetated state or if i was in a vegetated state where i was unable to function properly and, you know, be coherent, that sort of thing. What would I do? What would he do? So these are things that we've been thinking about. And I know it's kind of freaky to think about five months into the relationship, but I feel like it's good to have a conversation. So God forbid, if it happens, I'll know what to do. And, you know, I don't want to speak negativity in my life, but I just always think my husband is just so amazing and wonderful to me. And he treats me so well. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it is facts, honey. Get you with David. But sometimes I think it's too wonderful and something tragic is going to happen. I pray to God every day. Let me grow old with this man. I want a relationship like my grandparents where I'm living 60 plus years with this one man and loving him and our children. But God forbid if he calls my husband home before then. What would I do? And so I'm going to tell you, we in the conversation that I had with, with my husband, he flat out said, if there's a cord to pull, just pull it. And I'm like, I can't do that. He's like, if there's a cord to pull, just pull. So it's kind of like you have to decide. Vegetated state, what would you do? And for me... I feel like if I would really want to get the opinions of the doctors, obviously, and if the doctors feel like there's a chance that, like, say he's in a coma or something, feels like there's a chance he can come out of it, I'm going to wait it out. 
I am going to wait it out. And I won't say how long, but I am going to wait it out, especially if there are children involved, because having that dad around is so important. And I'm going to do everything possible to keep him in check. Say if maybe my husband goes through some sort of cancer, I'm going to wait it out and be supportive of his during his treatments and as he's going through everything. I'm going to be that rock for him. And I, I'm, I, I pray this never happens, but if it just somehow he just passes quickly, like in a car accident or a shooting, God forbid. I asked myself, would I get remarried? Would I get remarried? And then, and I, then I kind of felt like, well, it kind of depends on my age and where I am in life. And where if we have children and that sort of thing, I know the life, our life is for the living and I'm not meant to be, if God forbid something happens and he passes away and we are relatively young, would I remarry? I don't know. And that kind of haunts me sometimes and makes me think, How strong am I, first of all, to be able to be a widow and be able to remarry? And I just feel like (laughs) during our our wedding, we walked down the aisle, like before we did our, like when we were introducing ourselves, we walked down to Tori Kelly's Nobody Love. And I'm thinking, nobody love like he does. There's no way that... I could ever find someone as amazing as him. And why would I even, and this is probably maybe fresh in the relationship and maybe there is someone, I don't know. Like if I am single again, would I remarry? And I honestly think it would be depend on, like I said, what age am I? If I'm in the midst of raising children, would that be my top priority? Probably not. But, I know he wouldn't want me to be alone. So then I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe in five years I'll think about dating someone. (laughs) But I'm just grief strucken. And I'm a realist. I go to the worst before I think of the best. And I, I think that's not always healthy for me. But I think of that. Now, when I asked my husband, he pretty much said, you know, I I've loved So if you pass away, I probably wouldn't remarry. And I talked with my cousin about it. And my cousin's like, okay, you make sure if I pass away that you get my husband a new wife or at least a girlfriend. And I'll make sure if you pass away that I'll make sure, you know, your husband has a new girlfriend in a respectable amount of time. Because sometimes when it for guys... And it ticks me off sometimes when some, you know a spouse passes away and immediately the man finds, well, eh, six months, finds a new girlfriend. And as my mother would say, sometimes men just can't be alone. And I get that. Sometimes men just can't be alone. Well, and I guess my husband is different because he feels like, well, I have loved and I've loved and I've lost. And I will 
I will not try to seek out someone else again. I respect that. That's his choice. But it always, it always kind of makes me wonder, like, if this really does happen, is he going to stick by that? And so that's kind of where I am. And I just took like a kind of, kind of deep turn on them. But sometimes you have to think about these things. And that's why it's so important to have a will. I even think that I may write out how I want my funeral to be. And, and just because just with the climate of our country and how we are treating our, our wonderful black men, you know, I always wonder if something will happen to him. And, you know, my husband is, I'm, I'm, woo, I'm treading lightly what I'm about to say. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like our black men are looked as threatening. And I don't know if my husband is looked at threatening, but maybe he could be, even though he's always that one to open the door for you, that sort of thing. And so, but someone might be threatened by him. And I just play that in my mind. And God, I don't, I don't even want to think about this. This is like a difficult episode to record, but just the topic of it is what, what would I do? I don't, I don't want to think about what I would do. I just want to be in this moment and live with my husband and try to stay as positive as I can. And there are songs that I love and I sing to my husband sometimes, like uh, that Megan Trainer and John Legend song, I'm going to love you like I'm going to lose you. I feel like that because you just don't know. Like, shoot, the rapture could come, you know? So, <laughs> I don't know. But it's just you. time is so precious. So I'm focused on, I'm sorry, I'm focused on just keeping the time that I have with my husband as special as possible. Every moment that I get to be with my husband is the best moment of life because it's just amazing to be with him. And on that note, I'm going to go hang out with him some more and we're going to move on to the next segment. So the positive tip, I'm not feeling very positive because I just watched The Star is Born and it floats in to what I'm talking about. No spoilers, so I'm just going to leave it there (laughs) in case you haven't seen it. But I just want, and I'm speaking to myself and speaking to you as well, you to cherish those moments that you have with your spouse and to remember that life is so precious. And I know that's cliche to say, but it's so true. You know, any moment things could change, any moment things could happen unexpectedly. And it's just so important to just love. And that's just not your spouse, that's your friends, that's your peers, just to love. And I'm just spreading more love to this podcast. I have some sad news. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to take a week off. So we'll be back March. Well, I'll be back March 7th. I'm going to let these people catch up. So I've been getting a lot of messages saying, I, I heard a couple other, I need to catch them all. So I'm going to let you catch up and, and we're going to get ready for March. 
because March is the best month of the year because it's my birthday month and it's my birthday month and my husband's birthday month. So we'll be back March 7th, one week. See y'all on Instagram at Young Black Misses Podcast. And until then, take care.